Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to One for the Road, the podcast about running and the rest of your life. On this episode, we bring back our runners' highs and runners' lows, recap the races we have in the plan for the first half of the year, we talk about our favourite museums in the London series and discuss how muddling along just fine is the best way to be. So hi Harry. Hi Lissy. How was your new year? Oh, my new year was so nice. We decided to have a house party over at really good friends who live around the corner. And it was very much like, you know, the pressure of New Year that everyone always feels. Yes. And it's always an anticlimax. So the fact that we were like, there is no pressure. We're having a house party. It immediately made everyone relax, I think. And we had a lot of fun. We went and watched the fireworks from a hill uh in round by us in like southeast london and actually we hadn't been there before and it's amazing you can see the whole london skyline mm. uh completely from like left to right so not only did we see the london eye fireworks we could actually see fireworks going off all across london it was it was really cool like it's quite fun to watch them all because they're all going off at the same time so they it looks like a, it's been designed that way 
It was very, very fun. And yes. then we went back to the house and decided it was definitely the best time to play a game. You know the one where you get a cardboard box mm. and you have to peel off the cardboard box <laughs> yep. layers uh, to play a round of that. Oh, so, good. Uh, yeah, Some pretty lunging. much did, yeah, did a lot of lunging. Uh, realised I need to do a lot more stretching. <laughs> uh, and was a little bit disappointed that I only came about fifth, I think. Oh, no. Yeah, I think I need to up my game. Yeah, but uh, there was, it was a strong team. There were a lot of really good people there. <laughs> so my resolution for next year is to up my game. <laughs> do more yoga. Yes. Win the cardboard box game. Yeah, so we've discussed how we might start doing it every year because it's a really good way to check in and how flexible you are. <laughs> so even when we're 50, we'll all still be doing it. <laughs> the New Year's benchmark on flexibility. Exactly. <laughs> how was your New Year? Um, mine was surprisingly awesome. It kind of came out of uh, the plans came out of nowhere at the last minute. Mm. So I I was at work on New Year's Eve and was still kind of saying, oh, I'm probably not doing anything tonight. I'm just going to stay in on my own. And <laughs> uh, within a couple of hours, I had a plan for um, three other people to come over to mine. And we always planned to go running over midnight. Mm. Um, so we went out running at about 20 to 12, but the um, plan wasn't to drink so much gin before we went out, but that ended up happening. <laughs> so from about half seven till half 11, we just sat and drank gin. Then I made some um, gin jelly shots, oh. which was an inspired idea of my colleague because he was like, well, then you can go running with them. So we made <laughs> jelly shots. We took them running with us. Um, we ran about a mile and a half up the river, turned around, came back again, got to the park uh, on the river for midnight, saw some fireworks, had a jelly shot, came back home, had some more jelly shots, went to bed. Great. Sounds great. And they worked really well, so I might put the recipe I used up on the site. I was thinking, I've never had a successful jelly shot. It always seems to just be like a bit of, like a lot of alcohol pulled at the bottom and that. Yeah, they went perfectly, actually. They were gin and tonic flavoured, gin, tonic and lime. Um, Yeah, apparently they were quite potent. I didn't think they were too bad. Yeah, but you'd had a lot of gin by this point. <laughs> and um, consequently, as a result of this, my brother's also sent me a recipe for um, gin and tonic slush puppy. Oh. So I feel like I this, is a real, as well. this is a summer activity. The yeah. many ways we can drink gin and tonic. Definitely holding on to that one for summer. <laughs> Good work, I feel. Good yeah. work. Having never run, having had alcohol before, it was an interesting experience. Yeah. Could you tell? Like, oh, yeah. You were drunk enough that it oh, was yeah. like... Oh, we were getting into our kit guys... and we were like... Is this a good idea? Really probably just... not. This probably like we probably shouldn't advocate this. No, no, I think literally a couple of miles was our limit, and we were kind of like weaving all over the place. I was and... say, you were a hazard to other people. There was a lot of people out as well, and they were kind of all walking into town, and they were just shouting, "Yeah, go! Yeah, you're running!" And they were like, yeah. "Next year I'm going to be you." We got so much love; it was great. Aww. I was going to say there was definitely a mixed response around the table when I was telling my friends at the house party. I was, at. I was like, "Yeah, my friends are going for a run," and they were like really <laughs> yeah i got but, an awful lot of stick at work for it beforehand i'm uh, like just do a normal thing i was like no i want to go running <laughs> i think the thing though is to me that is a normal thing mm-hmm. to do like i don't feel like it's a weird idea i'm like that was a cool idea i like this idea so uh yeah maybe we just li- we live in a new world where i say go running if you want to yeah so tell me about your running of re- of late post the january we're into january yep it's no longer Christmas. There's no excuses to sit still anymore. No, it's all new year, new me, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's do runner's highs and runner's lows. Yeah. Um, so I've actually got quite a lot of highs this Ooh. time. I've got four, in fact. Oh, nice. I know, it's unusual. So first one was I went to track um, in mm. between Christmas and New Year, which was great. Um, it was great because there was um, me and Ben, who I went with, and there was literally two other people on the track, and wow. it was great. So it was like had the whole place to ourselves yeah uh not so great was that it absolutely chucked it down by the time we were finished 
and it was really windy and coming around the corner onto the 100 meter straight was like bleak as hell but <laughs> it felt good afterwards yeah um went to park run on the 2nd of january so my home one at mile end which was the first one of the year they didn't really do festive ones at mile end mm-hmm. so that was a nice one to go to um and I'm really enjoying going to park run, not wearing my watch, and then just kind of mm, seeing how I get on. And I always it. do much better, so I thought I was really slow and actually did a fairly good time. Yeah. Um, and then the Sunday after that, I ran 17k with my housemate Gosha. Just cracked out 17k. Yeah. Um, so she's training for Barcelona Marathon, and she was like, "Oh, come running with me. You can just go come for a little bit, and then turn mm. around and come back." And then I was really enjoying myself. Um, we got as far as the Olympic Park, or like almost the Olympic Park, and I was like, "I really yeah. want to go in there because I I love running around there." And yeah. then by this point, it was like. I might as well just run the whole thing with you. Yeah, I'm kind of... It would be annoying to run back, I would have thought. Yeah, and we were absolutely soaked again. Oh, the weather. It's raining a lot at the moment. The weather has not been our friends. Again, it was one of those ones where I might as well have just kept running because I was going to be colder if I got on the overground. Yes. Um, And on Tuesday, I ran to Greenwich from Tower Hill along the river and we went along the south side, which I've never done that route to Greenwich before. Mm. So that was awesome because it wasn't raining. Yay! <laughs> it was actually really nice and mild, and um, <laughs> yeah, it was just lovely running by the river. So yeah, how about your highs? Very good. I don't have as many highs. I'm finding I'm still finding it hard to get into running in the new year. I had a few nice runs over Christmas, and then I think it's mostly been the weather. the The rain has been putting me off mm. a lot. Um, but I have managed to do. I did a really nice run. Tuesday we've reinstated I run with a couple of friends uh kind of occasionally and then when I was marathon training they really came with me every week it was really nice and they are speedy guys so I basically spend the whole run running after them (laughs) but I love the feeling after Mm. so uh I went out with one of those guys on Tuesday night and we did a really quick lap of the river similarly but the other end we were like at either end Mm. of the time we went down to Vauxhall and I just exactly it was a nice mild night and it because it'd been raining so much it kind of was great to get out and feel feel out in the fresh air. I felt more. very appreciative that I wasn't running in the rain. Yeah. It started raining just before we left and I was almost kind of on the edge of tantrum of being like, I'm not going. And then it stopped, so that was good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just bleak when it's mm. run, raining. Which leads us quite nicely onto our lows. I think I can share yeah. my low first. I had a run commute fail this week. I tend to run to commute twice a week. And um, Thursday morning, got up. It was pouring with rain. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to run in the rain. Uh, I decided I could still run. I only run one way. I say run commute. I do one one way. Uh, so I was like, well, I'll run home after work. So I got ready for work to the point where I had all my clothes on and w- went to leave the house. And it stopped raining. And it seemed really nice outside. Mm. And I thought, I'm missing an opportunity here. And if I run to work, it actually can be quicker than getting the train. So I was like, okay. So I got changed. By the time I had got changed, I got back outside uh, I managed to get to the bottom of my road and it started to piss with rain. And I was like, the world is just against me right now. And I was wearing my glasses, which is never a good idea in the rain because then you get rain on your face and you can't see. Oh no. So I decided to take my glasses off and then proceeded to run the next mile and a half with my glasses in my pocket, running kind of blind in the pouring rain. So it was all a bit horrible. <laughs> and not, I don't know, normally I'm not that like, feel that bad about it normally I would just get on with it but it Thursday I was just not having any of it I think I was feeling stressed because I needed to get to work I mm-hmm. aimed to get to work early and I was now cutting it fine and it was stressing me out so in the end I ditched it and got on the train <laughs> but I then did run home in the evening and I really enjoyed it because it wasn't raining and it kind of felt like a really good release so yeah 
I don't know what my advice is for that. <laughs> Try and overcome running in the rain. <laughs> Be more prepared for running in the rain. Be more prepared for running in the rain. Probably Maybe. don't split second change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, my lows are how... Oh, so I ran 17k last weekend mm. and then I haven't felt so ill after running for quite some time. So we've mentioned before how I don't like running in the summer because I get really dehydrated and then I spend the whole rest of the day yes. feeling sick. That's basically what happened to me on Sunday. So I think I just was really dehydrated. It was like two days after New Year's Eve, so I probably yeah. was just not fueled well enough. And I didn't take any fuel with me, so for 17k, not drinking or eating is probably See, not great. We were a bit unprepared, I would have Well, thought. yeah, I wasn't really planning on to go that far. Mm. But I hadn't felt that ill after running for quite some time it got to the point in the evening where I just had I didn't even eat all my dinner and I just had to go to bed because I was just horrible um and also I'm a bit annoyed I didn't go to park run this weekend but I chose sleep so I'm not gonna feel too bad about that because sleep is good this is it I've a lot of this week I have chosen sleep I woke up um and I actually put banana beside my bed last night so I woke up and didn't even have to eat my breakfast I could eat my breakfast in bed but I was just I'm too too warm and too tired so next time next week there's always next week as we discuss however we're also running tomorrow so that leaves yeah we can save your legs we're just going to do a little recap on all the things we're training for this year and um well girl I'm not training for any more things all the things (laughs) I haven't run a race since September the 14th oh my god and tomorrow I'm running my first race (laughs) (laughs) and it's going to be in Regent's Park (laughs) yeah really exciting um, so yeah, we're doing Regents Park 10k tomorrow morning. Um, I'm quite looking forward to it. Yeah, so am I. Couple of laps. I like they sent us a race back in the post. It was very nice. Yeah, There's lots in it. I think it's just gonna be a nice, chilled. Yeah, race. Quite for a brunch afterwards. Local one. Oh, um, looking forward to brunch. What else are we training for? Oh, I'm training for Brighton Half, which we've mentioned before, which is in eight weeks' time. Maybe, eight weeks. Maybe seven weeks now, actually. Yeah, it'll be seven weeks this weekend. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be my third year in a row running it. Very good. I see you have your plan on your wall. I do. Your totes are ready all over it. Uh, yeah, I had a really good first week. Not so good the second week, but it's fine. Mm. I'm not feeling too bad about it. And uh, we're both... Well, we're not training yet because it's a while away, but we're mm. both going to do Run Hackney in May. We are. That's very exciting. I'm I'm needing a goal because, obviously, Hackney being a little bit further away means that I'm floundering around a little bit in the training plan. So I am possibly going to do something... So I have two weeks of skiing in... The last week of Feb and the first week of March. So it's a little bit in the way of a, a spring half marathon. Mm. So I don't know. We need. I'm throwing it out there. Questions on spring half marathons. I have done... I have options. Things like the Palace half, which is in Hampton Court Palace, which I have done before. But maybe we'd like to do something new. So I'm wondering if anyone listening has any good recommendations for like a March-April half marathon. March-April... I'm not sure off the top of my head. No. Like, unless you go abroad. I know. <laughs> Which isn't ideal. I don't have any money. Don't don't suggest abroad ones. I'm sorry, one. Abroad ones can't be for now. <laughs> Haven't got any money. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And that's the first half of our year. Have you started to think about the second half? No, yeah. not at all. Other than, well, two weeks after Hackney, I'm running Gothenburg half. Yeah, you're having a half... You've, you've done the thing where you were like, I'm not doing any races. And now you're like, I'm doing all of them. Okay, so yeah, I've got three halves in this year so far, so I'm I'm going to leave it until I get after those before I think about any more, I think. Yeah. But I'm really excited about Gothenburg because it's the world's biggest half marathon. It does sound very cool. I think it's like 65,000 people. Um, the second biggest is oh Great North Run. It also sounds really big, though. Yeah, it does sound really big, but I'm really excited. I've never been to Sweden before, so yeah, that's exciting. Um, 
and I'm going to Barcelona for the marathon again, but I'm not running mm-hmm. again. So Are you going to stay in the same place you stayed last time? No, we're staying somewhere different, but very, very close by to yes. the race. Because I think that was what was great about that apartment. You could see yeah, the whole... You could see the race out of our apartment window, so that was good. But no, that'll be good as well. Yay, more running tourism. Yeah, I do like running tourism. 2015 was a big year. <laughs> 2016 yeah. is my quiet year. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, so I need to hatch... Oh, further to the spring half marathon discussion. I need to hatch a September, October plan too. Mm. I was going to enter the Royal Parks, Violet. I've never done Royal Parks. Yes, that's a good one to enter. But it's quite late, isn't it? It's like October. Yeah, second week of October. Yeah, so I'd like to have something a little bit earlier than that. Half marathon suggestions. Yeah, generally. Let's have them. So we thought we should continue on with our London series and share our London love with you. Lizzie, tell me about your favourite London museum. My favourite London museum is the London Transport Museum because I am an absolute tube geek and you can go and stand in old tube carriages and it's really cool. That's pretty much the only reason. That is cool. Do they have like all the artwork there as well? Yeah, so one of the really awesome, awesome exhibitions that I think I went to three or four times when it was on Maybe it was last... Three or four times? Yeah. Wow. I think it was maybe... It wasn't last year. It was maybe the year before, so 2014 mm. that it was on. Um, was a huge exhibit of all of the poster art throughout the ages. Um, so I went to, uh, like, the opening night and I had, like, a tour by the curator. And then mm. I think I went back a few times. Because it was on for a few months. Um, but they do have a permanent exhibition of some of the posters as well. Um, and it's really cool. And it's not just tubes. So they have buses in there and... Um, Maybe some stuff about the river as well. It's really cool. I just, I'm just absolutely fascinated by the tube because it was made so long ago and it still works, like, actually really efficiently. Obviously, it has some shit days, but if you think about when it was built and what it was built for, it mm. was never built to carry the amount of people it does and the amount of trains it does. So as much as when I'm squashed on the central line, I'm like, this is horrible. Sometimes some of the stations are just incredible. So, yeah, I love it. Also, good thing thing is if you buy a ticket it lasts for a whole year so you can keep going back for free which is why i went so many times oh okay that's a very good trick Mm. good to know i've never been so it sounds like we're a long overdue a trip yeah and it's just in covent garden so it's really easy to get to cool let's get there um shall i tell you what mine is yes do okay mine is it's called the grand museum of zoology which is in ucl university and i came across it because one of my goals one year was all around uh, trying to go to new talks and lectures and trying to hear, kind of go to different things in London. And this is a museum that houses specimens and um, skeletons of animals. Okay. <laughs> you look literally freaked out. It, so it's it, just not something I would expect you to be like, yeah, I want to go look at some specimens. It's like really, really, really gross, but mm. amazingly fascinating at the same time. And it's not very big. So it feels a little bit like you're going into a small, kind of like a seminar room at university or Mm. a lecture room. It's not big. It's all wood. And then it is crammed full. And it's, I've looked it up, 68,000 different (laughs) skeletons, specimens, things preserved in fluid. Oh, okay. So they're all in like jars and things. Yeah. And there's jars and drawers. And it feels stuffed full of different types of animals. And it's just fascinating. And it feels like it's creaking with history like the people who've lectured there and taught there because it's a part of the university people who study zoology still go there Mm. and still have classes 
So I think I love the history of it as much as the looking at all the quite gross, creepy things. There's like a jar of preserved moles, <laughs> which I didn't like very much. No. And a giant skeleton of a um, deer on the first wall when you come in. It, but it's, it's, I think, impressive because it makes you appreciate like animal kind mm. and the variety that you get and the different species that are available. And I, I, you know, one of those things is that it's there for research and investigation to understand that environment. And I really like that. That's definitely a, a left field one to try out for sure. Yeah. There's another one called the Hunterian Museum, which I really want to go to, which is a similar thing. So as it's January, I thought now would be a great time to talk about all the amazing ways that we're changing our life for the better. Or rather, not. Um, <laughs> uh, we have New Year's resolutions that we yeah, discussed the last time we were here. But I think this is what we're about to say is in keeping with our New Year's resolutions because we were quite conscious to set realistic ones. Mm, it's about we, forming new habits. Yes. So I tweeted the other day an amazing article called or titled how to be a moderately successful person which was originally on the opinion section of the guardian and it got a lot of love on twitter when i tweeted it and it's basically um one of the best things i've read in quite a long time actually it's just everything that i think is so true about modern life (laughs) um so it's basically saying uh no one wants to be a highly successful person because um like it's just it's just too much effort and actually it's quite stressful yeah being moderately successful is is the way to be mm-hmm. and oh, God, i have to find the quote that someone said on twitter they were like no i think just like pootling along is exactly like what i aim for in life and i was like <laughs> no no that's that's exactly it it reminds me of last time when we were like i'm like i'm thankful for being a functioning human being <laughs> yeah exactly she basically said everything that we were trying to say then in like one perfectly formed article yeah so it was great it's very i think it's about it's so down to earth and it's in truthfulness and it's art in um she just doesn't beat around the bush she just tells it as it is i love my favorite ones start every to-do list with a make a to-do list because then you can tick it off <laughs> And for me, my the most satisfaction from a to-do list is the fact I can tick it all off. Yeah, I've never done this before, but literally on In the first end. day back from work at work, I did this. I And now I've started doing it every day this week. The first <laughs> thing on my to-do list is write a to-do list and I cross it off. And it's the best feeling ever. Sometimes I write things like, write big list. Because I'm doing my daily to-do list, but of course I need to do the big list. It's like, you know, the one for the whole week. Yeah. So on Monday, there's always a make a big list. <laughs> oh, make yeah. a big list. And then a daily list. Yeah, and then Two a things. to-do list. <laughs> but so, I am the person for to-do list. Some other highlights from this article, which we will uh, tweet and put on the show notes, the link to, because it's great. Uh, eat normal things. Uh, follow this innovative diet plan. Breakfast feeds for breakfast, lunch feeds for lunch, dinner feeds for dinner. And I completely agree with that because people eat all kinds of random crap for breakfast at the moment and I think it's weird. Well, saying that, have you ever experienced Brinner? Breakfast <laughs> Brinner. for dinner. That is one of my favourite meals. <laughs> Although, I've just said that out loud and when I was doing Whole30, I ate mince for breakfast quite <gasps> a lot and it was really good. You ate mince for breakfast? Yeah. In what kind of format? Like in a in a kind of like tomato sauce format with sweet potato, avo... That's like Tomatoes. spaghetti bolognese. It's like spaghetti mind. bolognese without the without the spaghetti. I don't know. I don't know, Lizzie. I it, struggle with the whole eat rice for breakfast thing. It took a long while to get used to, mm. and I haven't gone back to it since. So maybe it's not that good of an idea. But no, you know, eggs are breakfast food. Eggs are great. Eggs are great, and you can eat, eat them for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Also, my dinner food. 
I like just a healthy dollop of tri- chill in the grooming department. Yeah, I love that she's just like, let yourself go a little bit. I think sometimes I stress a lot about how I am not very good at looking put together, particularly in a work environment. But, you know, I like brush my hair and try and have neat nails. I feel like that's an achievement of its own. It's enough to make me feel like I'm put together. My absolute favourite was the the last point of the article called The Rule, which um, uh, is the ah fuck it rule so sometimes it, if it's all just going a bit wrong it says then go for a bottle of wine with another moderately <laughs> successful person who is also saying ah fuck it and just talk about fun stuff like books and feminism and films and sex that sounds like a good day anyway even if yeah. it's not all going wrong so can we just do that anyway <laughs> so i've just found the the quote back to me on twitter so it was simon webb and he responded saying i think there's no better way than muddle along just fine yeah I'm like i like muddling along just fine that sounds good. I think we need to initiate into this podcast sometimes uh, the Cool Your Girlfriend style glass of wine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel right now we'd be cheersing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cheersing, we've got other stuff to celebrate this week. So first of all, hopefully you will have noticed that we might sound a little bit less like we're recording in a cave. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's more like a cave. Maybe that's a good thing. But anyway, we should sound better. Check check our Instagram, Twitter. We tweeted a, a lovely photo of our new microphones. Yes. We've got some friends in high places who've hooked us up. We now have an official engineer helping us. So thank you very much, Paulie. <laughs> Thanks, Paulie. We have many people who are helping us now, actually, along the way. And we're really lucky to know, to have some good contacts. Yes. So also excitingly, we're having a bit of a OFTR rebrand. So head over to our website to check it out. It is oftrpodcast.wordpress.com. Yeah, and you'll see it all over our other social channels as well. So on Twitter and Instagram, which are both at oftrpodcast, you'll see our brand new branding, which is really exciting. Let us know what you think. Yeah, do. And then the final thing is we are going to start sending out a newsletter for the weeks in between when we're not talking. So if you want to get that in your inbox, also head over to our website or on Twitter. We'll put up the details as well basically a way to just share with you some more further rambling of our own <laughs> but yeah. it'll be running life related tidbits of knowledge yeah we spend a lot of time on the internet so we thought we'd share some of the cool stuff we find so that's it for this time see you in a fortnight 